Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the On Fire B2B podcast, podcast where we take business owners and CEOs in the B2B space. Six questions, nine minutes, because the best know when to be concise and when to end. And here we go. Question number one in a couple sentences, who are you? What do you do? I'm Kimberly Weefling. I've been consulting in the Silicon Valley for nearly 20 years. I'm a part of a consulting collaboratory called Silicon Valley Alliances. Most of my work has been with Japanese companies in the past uh, 12 years because Japanese companies have a choice to change or die. What do I do? I help companies fix what will damage or destroy their organizations, mostly by implementing common sense, which is sadly not common practice. It sometimes is a completely agree. Question number two, what is the best thing about working with businesses? Well, this might seem a little bit lofty, but my goal is to transform planet Earth for the better. And I can do that in more powerful ways than most governments because I work with Global 1000 companies. Some of my clients do business in 10, 20, 40, 150 different countries. And if I have access to the managers, directors, and executives of those companies, I can influence organizations that will cross borders and boundaries of every kind. And what I work on, how people can lead more effectively, be a better team, and not suck your will to live for a paycheck. Love it. Love it there. Question number three. I'm hearing from other top executives that getting from decision makers can be a challenge. What are your thoughts? Well, during uh, this interesting transition to a much more virtual world, I have found that getting in front of clients, if you want to help them, is a lot easier than if you want to sell them. Mm -hmm. So what I found working for me is to say, hey, what are your challenges? Uh, what are you working on? Would you be willing to engage in a little prototype, maybe a two-hour session, maybe four two-hour sessions over a month, and see if we can speed you along the virtualization curve, for example. For example, my Japanese clients are really not that good at virtual, and just you know, maybe last year they would have said, it's impossible that we work from home. And now it's like mandatory that we often need to work from home and we'll yeah. be in the, in the long-term future. So uh, just offering to help them. And then I've had some of them start to say, well, Kimberly, if you're going to help us like this, we do need to start paying you. <laughs> yeah, right, there so. we go. Hey, Kimberly, we only have two, six minutes and 40 seconds left. So let's get to question number four. What advice do you want to share with other companies working in the B2B industry? Go. You know, the biggest problem that I find my clients make is called rush to solution. They're working on how to do something, but they don't know why, who, or what it is. So it's really a waste of time. So I encourage people, stop, think, organize, plan. What do I mean by plan? Big why? Purpose. Big who? Who are your stakeholders? And often that's the most complex part of this because it's a complex stakeholder universe. That's why it's so hard to solve these problems. Big what, what exactly is success through the eyes of the stakeholders, not through only your eyes and measures of success. If we can't measure it, we can't monitor it and we can't make it matter. And so then figuring out the how and executing with excellence. It seems like common sense, but it takes discipline. It does. It does. I totally agree there. So is that how you, a company can totally avoid predictable failures? Absolutely. You know, the most predictable failures are, oh, we didn't build trusting relationships. Communication sucked or was less than suboptimal, our goals weren't clear, and our priorities weren't aligned, hello, your pills. Those are totally predictable and avoidable. And by the way, whose job is it, Bob, to make sure goals are clear, priorities are aligned, and people communicate and trust each other? Perfect. It's leadership. This is Love totally it. a failure of leadership. It is there. Let's get to question number five. What other top CEOs and business owners in the B2B industry like yourself? 
would you like to acknowledge as a leader and should be a guest on my podcast? Tom Okada, he's a hunter business development executive who has helped me grow my business into uh, global 1000 companies. Um, Maria Pinar, she's a brilliant technologist who's experienced in global partnerships and product commercialization. And Paul Masson is very insightful, strategic innovation alliance specialist. And all of these people are doing some incredible work with their clients right now. Perfect, perfect. I'll look them up here. Let's get to question number six. Most important question of the podcast. Kimberly, tell me about your first time. <laughs> my first time. You know, when I first started my uh, consulting business, it was in the dot-com bust of 2001. Ooh. So what I did was I would call up 10 of my executive colleagues and say, I'm piloting a new offering say coaching or consulting or workshops. I'd like to give you a free sample in exchange for your feedback on that and the ability to reference you as a testimonial. And I would find that about 10% of them would say, when can you come back for another session? So, you know, offering something of value so people can feel it, it's much more effective than just saying, hey, look at my brochure and my website, please hire me. It's like talking about chocolate. Talk about the chemical formula of chocolate and what chocolate tastes like. You still don't know what chocolate tastes like. You've got to eat the chocolate. So give people a sample so they know how I'm different from a million other consultants that look the same on paper. Love it. Love it there. Kimberly, you now have three minutes and 30 seconds left. Promo time. Ask me a question. Talk about the weather. Or since the best of when to be concise and when to end, we should end early. Go. Uh, well, my favorite thing to talk about... Uh, for the last couple of years is the global epidemic of dysfunctional organizations and dysfunctional employees who are not really engaged in their work. And this is something that's been happening for 30 years. It's not new. And amazingly, in parts of the Silicon Valley, people have almost no interest in fixing these problems because it's called touchy-feely crap. But I can tell you that touchy-feely crap is causing most of the failures that are preventable right now. So I am dreaming of a world where talented people leave these organizations that suck your will to live and drift towards the more life-affirming cultures and the places that really are horrible workplaces or just mediocre will starve for lack of talent and investment. That's the kind of world I want to live in. And by the way, it's coming because the Stanford Population Research Institute has published some data that there's going to be a global worker shortage. For example, Japan and Germany might have almost a 20% shortage. The U.S. maybe 2 or 3%. Now, if there, things come and go. But I say when workers are in short supply, companies have to pay attention to the kind of organizational culture that they are providing for their people. Otherwise, their people will vote with their feet. They will. They will there. So perfect. You pulled it off. Six questions, nine minutes, because the best know when to be concise and when to end. Congratulations. Uh, your website, say it. SiliconValleyAlliances.com. Awesome. It's in the description. There we go. Thank you so much for being on Tip of the Hat to you. Thank you very much, Bob. Appreciate it. You're welcome. It. For everyone else watching or listening, make sure you check out more episodes of the On Fire B2B podcast. My name is Bob Clark. You all have a wonderful day. Talk to you later. Bye.